it's a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And I don't want to sound dour, but we're joining you on the week when we went to London, right? We did. Yes. And the best bit was the return. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Okay, no, but uh, you know when you're on the train nowadays, in the olden days, you might get a doctor going, station, and you can't quite make out what station it was <laughs> yeah. on the on the tannoy. And you just got to guess and hope it is your, where you're aiming to go. Yeah. Or that you've not gone too far down the line and you're in trouble. Or well, you're even on the right train. Yeah. Nowadays, they do war and peace at the start of every train journey, don't they? Yeah. It's yeah. like 20 minutes of reading out every single little bit, you know, amongst the sales pitch for rubbish sandwiches and threats of a free visit to magistrate's court. If you had the wrong ticket with the wrong letters on oh, it. yeah. There was a beautiful description of the train itself. Yeah. Uh, amongst all that stuff that happened on the journey back, it was described as the Sunset Express to Hull, <laughs> which just brings a tear in my eye. Hull yeah. is ne- never, as Hull ever sounded so beautiful. <laughs> and talking of beauty, the post bag has arrived. And last time we were asking you, how did you handle that high pressure moment when the supermarket home delivery bangs on your door? Yes. Oh, I've got to get this all dealt with. Mm. How do you deal with that high pressure? Stress. Slap-ups has been touched, saying, I have to have fun with it. And when it's all dropped off, I see something like, oh, uh, where's my telly? What about the bar fridge? <laughs> i got one of those, mate. I, I'm sure, are you sure it's not still in the van? You know, you get pressure reactions out of it, apparently. I'd love to see that, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to try that one next time myself. You know, they, they come up to the door, they've got the crates, you're getting the food out, and yeah. they go, Oh, by the way, I ordered some cash back as well. About 100 quid, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. See what, see what happens with that one. Matthew Summers has also been in touch saying, grab everything on the doorstep and throw it inside so the delivery man never gets to see how untidy my house is. <laughs> Delivered items get organised and put into the fridge, freezer or cupboard after they've gone. Yeah. There's a dimension I completely forgot about. If I got a cleaner... Yeah. I don't know if you'd be like this as well, but if I got a cleaner... It'd be more work than not having a cleaner. Because I'd have to clean before the cleaner arrives, so I wouldn't be too embarrassed. Yeah, you would. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> I think we ought to have a wee natter. Remember back when you were at school, right? Mm-hmm. Were there any crazes that particularly jump out that happened during that time? I can't think what they're called now, but there was these, um, I think you called them clackers. Well, clackers or clangers. Basically, it was two balls on a piece of string mm-hmm. and you used to have to flick your hand up and down and the, the balls would touch each other at the top at the bottom at the top at the bottom and when they missed and smashed into your knuckles that was painful but that was a big craze when i was at school and you see i i remember a few crazes when i was at school furbies just creeped me out a bit yeah a bit like the moomins i, I don't know if i'm the only person that thinks this about the moomins the moomins are creepy eyes it's just a bit weird, a bit strange. I, 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 it just messes with me. I don't get it. But did you have any crazy look back on now and think we're just utterly stupid? I, I guess with you, the the clackers, you must think, wait, why were we doing that? You know? Yeah, because all the about nine times out of ten, you'd they'd miss each other and then end up smacking you in the hand. You know, like and the little balls were really hard as well, mm. and you'd end up with smashed knuckles. And also, when the playground whistle goes, and you're all supposed to stand there quietly. Mm. When you stop playing with them, they take a little bit of time to sh- kind of stop. So they kind of make that little bit of tr- 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 as they're slowing down and, and that's it. You're in trouble, aren't you? 
Yeah. Oh, well, now you see, around the time I was in school, they were talking about, you know, video game violence and, you know, it was, it was ruining our kids and all that. And, mm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of sensible people were on the other side saying it, it doesn't have any impact at all. Well, I remember at my school, a few of the kids started smacking each other in the back of the neck. <laughs> oh, God. After playing Splinter Cell, because that's how he, in the game, he knocked people out when they were um, enemies to be dealt with. I think it was after giving everybody a splinter. <laughs> giving everyone a splinter. <laughs> And it, it, one way to think of it would be a less jolly tangling. You know, you've been tangled, but you get slapped across the face. It'd be like slapped in the back of the neck and hope. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. But just as much body fat considering the average Scott, that's the image I've got in my head when I think about the slapping in the back of the neck. I don't know. I, I think I prefer the spinning birdcage. Are we talking Mortal Kombat? Or is, <laughs> is, is it not from Mortal Kombat? It's not from Mortal Kombat, but that would probably be more sensible. <laughs> yeah. Although I've just remembered, yo-yos were a thing when I was at school oh, yeah, as well. yo-yos. I could never do them. They're the sort of thing that go in and out of vogue every 10 minutes. Yeah. Aren't? Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about a clutch that wasn't on a car. Why? Is that a move from a yo-yo? No, appar- apparently you had to get a yo-yo with a clutch in it so you could do tricks. Oh, that's probably where I've been going wrong then. I never got a yo-yo with a clutch because I never knew they existed. I say that, but I never got beyond going up and down with a yo-yo. And what the clutch I, 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 does then? Does it change uh, gear for the yo-yo, the speed it's going? <laughs> I, I believe what it allows you to do is, you know when you, you, you're dropping your yo-yo down and yeah. you, you want to bring it back up again? Well, yeah. it allows you to drop it down and it can just keep spinning there while it's got momentum. Uh, then you can bring it back up whenever you want. That's how people used to do it then. I used to be envious and all I needed was a clutch. <laughs> off to take it off your dad's uh, yeah. van. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. What mad crazes do you remember? They don't have to be from school, but I love to hear some of the mad crazes that uh, pop back into your mind going, oh my, was that really a thing? I can't believe that. Mm. Couple ways to get in touch, at Solid Radio UK or at Solid City on the socials. If you're listening on Spotify, tap the uh, question at the top of the episode and you'll be able to stick your answer in there and we'll find out what mad things you may or may not have got up to next time raw skirts as well or the choose life you know what wham used to wear that was a craze wasn't it yeah you choose life on your t-shirt <laughs> you choose life on your t-shirt you choose say choose life oh right not choose to live upon your t-shirt like it's now you say that i i've genuinely the I'm not making this up. Only a couple of weeks ago, I was wandering, wandering around doing my business, whatever it was, out and about in public. And I genuinely came across people, this family, with mullets. So I, I wonder if they're making yeah, a comeback. They may be making a comeback. As long as the wet look perm don't make a comeback, that just didn't look good on me. No, no. So so perms are not good. No. Mullets are coming back, which means we need, we need to be careful. We'll get Pat Sharp back. So we don't, we yeah. don't, we don't, want, to go, don't, don't want to go too heavy into that. <laughs> So, yeah, any crazy you remember today, let's get in touch. We'll have a chat about them next time. This is going to sound a bit of a weird question, but have you ever actually built flat pack furniture? No, I've I've brought flat pack furniture and watched you build the furniture. So you, ne- you never actually built it and you never... No, I couldn't fathom it out. Have you ever, ever actually given it a shot? No, I mean, I can't even fathom out. Like, you know when you go out shoe shopping and you get them shoes that's on those little hooks mm. and you take them off the hooks, try them on and think, no, I don't like them, and you try and figure out how to hook them back on that little hook again so you can hang them back up. I can't even figure that out. I get the hook the wrong way around, I get the shoes upside. In fact, I can't even pack shoes back in a shoe box because my brain can't figure out how they came out in the first place. 
Okay, so maybe flat pack isn't isn't the hobby Next for level you. For me. Mm. But I must say, every time I see a large cardboard box in the driveway, then the, the fear kicks in, dear listener. And what's the complaint you always hear about building the flat pack furniture? It's There's something missing. There's something missing, or the instructions are impossible, aren't they? Or you ain't got no instructions. Yeah. Or you need an Allen key. See, I know the boss words, I just don't can't build. I end up with too many Allen keys to keep buying more furniture. That's a problem. But I find the instructions are easy enough. You know, I don't have a problem with the instruction. The biggest problem I have with flat pack furniture is tight gaps. And you can only just get the supplied Allen key into the space mm. you need to get the uh, nut or screw or whatever to turn. But you can only do like a quarter turn each time and then you've got to yeah. fiddle it out and fiddle Otherwise it back you in. you scrape your knuckles. Yeah, that, that's what does my nut in. Very badly designed yeah. furniture. Very badly designed flat pack furniture. A bit like badly placed oil filters on cars. <laughs> Where's yours then? It's on the car. That's the important. Bit. <laughs> but I do wonder, you know, if these things would change if designers had to use the things they design. So the people who design flat pack furniture yeah. have to actually follow their own instructions to put the flat pack furniture together. Do you think it would be any better if they did it, that? Uh, yeah, I think it would. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, th- off the back of that, I'm going to add that to my list of things that I'm going to make law when I become Prime Minister. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to design something, you've got to be, you've got to go through the process of actually maintaining or using it for a while yeah. before you're allowed to release it to the public. Yeah. That, that, that would be the rule. Okay, so that's going to be law when I become Prime Minister. And if you're worrying, dear listener, because you're one of those people, don't worry, the odds are incredibly low. <laughs> Let's be honest. I lost my 30-odd seats for a district council seat. The chance of becoming Prime Minister is somewhere around the same as your bank ringing up and go, by the way, uh, you, you know your house. Have it for free. We've cancelled your mortgage. Enjoy. Yay. That's the, that's the sort of odds we're talking about here. You never know. <laughs> Are you saying you've ever had your bank ring up and do that? No. <laughs> do, you think, do you think you, dear listener, will ever get that phone call? Well, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm not being political now. I was going to say something, but I thought better of it. I'll just leave that to <laughs> But <laughs> I must say, you know, I, I'm talking about putting it on this list for when I become Prime Minister. Yeah. I suppose I better tell you what else is on the list as well, shouldn't yeah, I? Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a complete ban on wallpaper. Yeah, you're no good at that, are you? It, it's just way, way, way too fiddly to get it right <laughs> up. I mean, we've, we've got wallpaper on the wall here where the top yeah. of it's lined up. The bottom <laughs> of it is miles out of on the pattern. Yeah, but you can't see that because it's behind the bed or chest of drawers, isn't it? it? Nobody yeah. needs, no. I, I went to a posh polo club for a work event. Ooh. I, I fell out of place there, dear listener. I didn't feel like it was the place for me. It was, it was the sort of place that I'm used to getting kicked out of for, you know, nicking golf balls or something like that. <laughs> but... I was in there, and they've done the clubhouse up with wallpaper, and it's as badly lined up as ours is. Is it? Yeah, it's like professionals in them. So it's clearly a problem across the spectrum. That's mm. my that's my view on it. Wallpaper completely banned. Way too fiddly when I become prime minister. Jail time for anyone that thinks the end of an escalator is the best place to stop. <laughs> I I don't care if you've forgotten what it is you went into the room for or whatever. The moment you get off that escalator, you've got to go at least a couple of metres away from it. Then you can stop and have a think. Stopping on the end of the escalator where people have to bump into you, smash out the way. That's jail time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and if you're, if you're a repeat offender, it's long jail time. That's what I'm thinking. My third one I've got on my list is, well, I guess fourth one now because I've had it another one. <laughs> Extra taxes for any organisation penny pinching by buying single ply toilet paper. Oh, yeah. That stuff at school that used to rip you to ribbons. Yeah. It was that paper. Not paper. What was it? The oh, What was it made of? 
It was like really harsh, crinkly stuff. It, it was what, like crepe using paper? news. No, not crepe paper. <laughs> it was like using a newspaper. It was like really rock hard, crinkly stuff. I don't know what it was now. Well, Should have had a Google. The, the important point is single ply toilet paper. Any organisation that chooses to buy single ply toilet paper will pay eighty percent tax, as far as I'm concerned, because you're penny pinchers and you don't deserve your money. That's that's my view on that. <laughs> and of course, one more that's just popped into my head. Are we not airing on BBC One every week? Oh, it's got to be, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That doesn't sound too corrupt, that list, does it? Nah. Coming back to our trip to London that we did on Thursday. Yeah. I thought I'd just I better mention it because I was kind of, well, I was flabbergasted, Mark, flabbergasted at, at one thing that I passed by, quickly glan- glanced the price of, and I just, uh, I don't know if they were related to Dick Turpin or what, but... As we walked out of the station, I, I get it that it's a, a captive audience, but I still couldn't have brought myself to pay for that. A bunch of tulips mm. that you pay three, four quid down your local Tesco or co-op, £15 for a bunch of tulips, and just a normal size like bouquet of flowers, £50. Ah, you're talking about the ones that are sold just outside train stations, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yes. They are a phenomenal rip-off. Uh, they always have been and always will be. And the whole point is to catch people that have rushed down on the train in an emergency or whatever, need to get flowers right now, can't find any shops, da da da, da. You just have to buy them and spend the money. Mm. Now, that's what those companies used to do. I, I couldn't justify spending that. So I would rather take the no. rap from whoever I'm going to visit saying, sorry, I forgot to get I mean, your flowers. I would. You could get there and then you could go out later on, call you like to a nice garden centre or, or maybe the local Tesco. You can pretend you're going to get a, something that you'd forgot mm. to bring down with you and then you could just get your bunch of flowers, quickly sneak them to the uh, self-service checkout, pay for them and that's it. But £50. And, and then the other thing I did, as I shared on uh, sort of the Solid Radio Cats page, is we went to see Street Cat Bob's statue, didn't we? Do you call them statues or do you call them busks? What are they? Well, is, it I get... bust? is it a bust or a busk or a statue? Well, a, bu- is a bust is from <laughs> the head or shoulders up. Uh, sorry, oh, the chest or shoulders up, isn't it, for a bust? Yes. Uh, so if it was only yeah. that, I would call it a bust. Yeah, but it wasn't. If it was the entire cat. It's full Bob. I would call it a statue, but uh, yeah. that's me. I'm not. Uh, I think that's right, actually. Yeah, because yeah. we were where we went to this like podcast show, didn't we? Hmm. Look around, and we was in Islington, which I thought I remember that in the book that I read. I knew that uh, James used to do a bit of his busking at Angel Tube Station. And we were in the Angel. We were in the Angel, and I remember thinking, I bet the statues round in. We we managed to find it, didn't we? And somebody put a lovely red scarf around Bob's neck. Oh, yeah, on on the statue. That's really nice. And we went into the Waterstones, and I believe that's where they did the first book signing, uh, James and Bob, together. So we just bought a little book from the bookshop. So that was quite nice, because we were going to go to Kew Gardens, weren't we? But there was issues with the underground, underground tube. So we went to the British Museum, didn't we? We did. And uh, one thing I need to check with you, dear listener, because I can't afford this listener, I thought I'd better get your advice from the, the legalities of this. Does a trip to the British Museum count as handling stolen goods? <laughs> sound like a crotchety old man here but have you and i'm talking about you dear listener you jenny as well noticed that potholes have become more of a thing nowadays yeah there's a road near us isn't there that you it's really bad it keeps getting brought up and amazingly they say they're going to do something come the next 
election, but then nothing gets done, does it? We're starting to sound like those people that appear in local papers posing next to a pothole. The compo very, face. Yeah, the, with the compo face on. I, I admit that's what we're starting to sound like. But there is indeed, as you say, a road mm. near us that could be used as a turbulence simulator. Yeah. For practice when you want to go, you know, go, go on your holidays, want to know what turbulence is going to be like. That or, you know, we could film it in black and white and make people think we're on the moon. Yeah, could. I've just realised that makes the Midlands sound a bit grim when we talk about it like that, doesn't it? Uh, But on the topic of potholes, have you ever seen a pothole in a speed bump? No, I don't think I have. I'm trying to think now. I can't remember seeing one in a speed bump, have you? No. And I think I already know the answer to this one, but can't they make the rest of the road out of the stuff they make the speed bumps out of? Then you want to have potholes. You cracked it. Genius, isn't yeah. it? Genius. I need, I need, we need to get onto that or get Elon Musk involved. You know, he's got that space travel and car stuff sorted nowadays, hasn't he? Yeah. Wow. That's it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I was going to say, Elon, I know you're listening, Elon, you've got that sorted out. You've got space travel. You've got cars. That's good, right? Can you get onto flying cars now? <laughs> I know based on driving standards, it's a really, really bad idea, but for the smooth ride, I'll take the risk. I think Elon does love listening to a bit of a wee natter, doesn't he? Uh, I suspect not. (laughs) (laughs) What is the one thing, dear listener, and Jenny as well, that you know about flakes? The chocolate flakes. Oh, I was just thinking of a snowflake. They're crumbly. Yeah. What would be your first thoughts if I said ice cream sellers are complaining because flakes are too flaky? (laughs) <laughs> would you would you believe it if I told you that? I probably would now yeah I wouldn't a couple of years ago but these days I probably would believe you yeah what, what's changed that makes you, you you believe that flakes can be too flaky well people are moaning about every single thing now aren't they <laughs> I mean somebody got banned from social media for being too social can you, so I would not now not believe that flake can be too flaky. Well, if you if you talk if you want to talk about people complaining all the time, mm. uh, we we're at various retailers today, and one of them happens to have a section that sells office wear. Uh, okay. I, I I was sitting outside while Jenny was trying on half the universe, <laughs> uh, and I overheard the staff. I'm not going to tell tell you what shop it was or what the location was, but mm. the staff were bemoaning the fact that the office wear section had far more casual stuff in it the, this side of COVID than it did the other side of COVID. I wonder why that would be. <laughs> so, well, well, uh, you, you know, you, you see, you're all just over there with everyone complaining because mm. that that literally happened this morning. Just one of these things I observed, but. Back to the flake, and you talk about, yeah. the, you know, purveyors complaining. Since the production moved to Egypt, uh, some pay- purveyors of green sleeves claim quality has dropped. Oh. Y- you, say, you sound confused. That quality has dropped. Well, yeah, because they said that about a few other, like the cream eggs changed, hasn't it? And a bar of Cadbury's dairy milk doesn't taste like it used to taste. And Well, they're onto something there because a 99... Yeah. If the flake would fall apart completely, well, it was it's just not chocolate. ninety nine anymore, though, is it? Is it about one pound fifty for a ninety nine? Yeah, why is it called that? It's never <laughs> costless. One pound fifty, shouldn't it? <laughs> it's never costless than ninety nine p. But but I did get a, a, a secret trick from an ice cream ex ice cream seller, which makes it sound like you know those people appear in silhouette on documentaries about striking and scabbing or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're but, using the wrong flake, you're a scab. Yeah, no, it's not quite that. Apparently, stick your flake in the freezer, then it doesn't crumble. Well, yeah, good idea. Yeah, but it does break your teeth. 
That was unfortunately we Nasser. I can only apologise, dear listener, and apologise for all the time you have wasted upon it. <laughs> but if you do decide you do enjoy it, uh, I will be amazed and we're quite pleased and uh, quite yeah, happy definitely. that you've done that. The one thing we can advise is you hit the subscribe button. Mm. So you go on to your podcatcher of choice, you hit the subscribe button, and you get this very fine podcast delivered to you at the moment it is made available. Yeah. You don't have to wait. It's just there, ready. Mm. Don't have to mess around. The other thing I'm going to ask is, while you're out and about, you bump into your wheelie bin cleaner, because you're a very posh person that has a wheelie bin cleaner <laughs> nowadays. That, that's just showing off that. Some, somebody to clean your bins out. It's great. It's great. Fancy, isn't it? Yeah. But when you go see your wheelie, wheelie bin cleaner and they give you the uh, the bill, you tell them, oh, hold on a minute. Well, while you're out and about and you're out cleaning wheelie bins, stick a wee natter on your podcatcher. Huh. Yeah. I think that's great. I just want to have a quick mention to having a bit of a chat to Matthew Summers last week and he's let me know that he's got a new cat in his life. Oh. A new cat and the name is Kit Kat. So it wasn't a sentient job. No, no, it was is Kit Kat. Uh, I believe it's twelve years old. So its um, previous owner had passed away, mm-hmm. and he'd been in the uh, in a shelter for about I think a year. Matthew said, with obviously watching other cats come and go. And Matthew was in there taking some um, of the medicated food that used to belong to his previous cat. Unfortunately, um, passed away, and saw Kit Kat and decided he was taking Kit Kat home with him. So I think that's a lovely story, that. So we want to keep be kept in touch with Kit Kat, which Matthew says he's, he's going to do for us. I can't wait. Apparently, settling in very well. I will assume that's all very good news. Mm. It does sound like very good news. As for next time, dear listener, will there be an episode next week? Ooh. Well, if it does happen, it will be not so live from a secret location. <laughs> I can't, I can't give more away than that. Not Scotland's secret bunker, then, that's advertised it, on the road. No, it is not happening for a secret bunker. Because everyone knows where the secret bunker is. It's not a secret I anymore. <laughs> you, can, you have to call it the used to be a secret bunker. You can't call it a secret bunker. But anyway, no, we, we're not doing it for me secret bunker. But if an episode does happen next week, it will be from a not-so-live uh, not secret location. Will it happen? There is only one way to find out, do listener. <laughs> We'll catch you next time. (laughs) Bye.